Hi, y'all. Welcome back. I'm Barbie Jean. I hope you've been having a great holiday season. I put on my little wig today just to be fun. I was going to put on my red wig um, to celebrate, you know, red and green Christmas colors. Merry Christmas <laughs> to those that celebrate. Um, but it was like so tangly and I haven't actually worn this wig yet. So I put it on and was feeling good. We're talking about a lot of stuff today, fantasies. So, you know, this is a great way to fantasize, put on a wig, have some fun, feel a little different. But today I'm actually reading your confessions and responding to them, seeing kind of what you guys are wanting to confess to me about. So I'm excited. We have a lot and yeah, I'm happy to be here and thank you so much for coming back. I love you guys and I love your support and you're all amazing. So let's start. Welcome to Sweet Release. The first one I have, my daughter was very promiscuous as a young teen. We encouraged her to explore. I never touched her, but I loved that she had a high body count and is so free to fuck anyone. So there's a lot going on with this confession. <laughs> We're starting out strong. You know, I think the first thing I recognize is the overarching theme and, and comment about you encouraging your daughter to explore and be promiscuous. And I love that. I think that's great. I think there's a, a balance to it. I the first thing that comes to mind for me is these really good friends of mine who have a couple daughters and they always would tell me, Barbie, if my girls grew up to be like you, I would just be over the moon. I would be just so happy and so proud. And that just really means so much to me. And it makes me feel so good, especially because these friends are swinger friends. And so they're part of the lifestyle. You know, they're talking not just about me as a human being, but about me and my sexual energy. So when I first read this, I thought of that and I was like, you know what, damn, that's really awesome that you've been so encouraging to your daughter. Um, because you know, a lot of us don't get that when we're growing up or just generation generationally it's shifted and changed a lot. And I think it's still really tough for parents to see their daughters specifically, um, you know, start having sex. So I, I, I am so appreciate you being so vulnerable and sharing this. And I'm so happy that you have supported her in her journey. Now, the one thing I do have to comment about, because this, this did feel a little kind of, I don't know the word, just a little bit weird. You said you never touched her, but I loved that she had a high body count. So that just part to me, I would just sit with it and see how that sounds. I think maybe you were just having word barf and, and letting out whatever came to you in the moment. I hope that's the case, but often when we say you didn't do something, but like you're kind of, it makes you feel like maybe you have some shame or some guilt around something that maybe you did do, or you're just trying to prove yourself and, and it makes it sound like you might be a little bit guilty of something or that you really just are holding some shame around something. So I would just encourage you to think if there was ever a situation where maybe you overstepped and you crossed your daughter's boundaries, like really think about that. And I could be completely wrong. Like maybe you are just trying to be on, maybe you were just being honest and letting the words flow. And that's what came out. And you felt like you had to say that you've never touched her. But to me, that's like a little bit of, uh, mm, <laughs> I don't know. That just sounds weird. I feel like most dads would never say that. They would 
they would just say the rest of what you said, you know? And so I, I am so grateful that you're so encouraging to her. Um, and like I said before, (laughs) I think that's amazing, but I also think there's a balance. And so I think along with like sitting with how that makes you feel, or if you've ever overstepped and crossed her boundaries in the past, um, maybe absorbing that and, and feeling that could be really healing if, if that kind of resonates. But also, you know, I really think that I wish when I was a young teen that my parents or my, you know, mentors or adults in my life told me how precious sex was and how sacred it is. And I think that was something that I really didn't learn until a lot later in life. And yes, it's important to explore. Yes, it's, it's so important to explore your body first. I really do want everyone to <laughs> encourage that with their young daughters. But I think the important thing that we should be teaching our daughters too, not just about pleasure and exploration and promiscuity, like you said, but also reminding them that this is a very sacred, it can be a very sacred experience. It can be a very spiritual experience. And it's not only involving your mind and body, but soul. And it can just be this really wonderful connection, even a one night stand or even something that's not ongoing. It can just feel like this really powerful connection and it can really ignite a lot of sensations and feelings and, and just bring you closer to who you are as a human being. And that can be really transformative and healing and really just eye-opening for a lot of young women specifically. And so that is something that I would encourage all of us as we're talking about our daughters (laughs) is to really remind them how precious their body is and how sacred this experience can be and how they are this beautiful, divine, sexual goddess and being, and that it's okay to, you know, you have to bring up the consent. You have to always let them know that it's okay to say no. It's okay to walk away. You don't ever want to feel pressure or feel like you're being coerced into doing something. And so I just had to mention that because, um, the, your word, your verbiage there just was a little alarming for me, but it could have been, um, just, you know, it's hard to understand the tone on these anonymous things, but thank you so much for sharing. And I hope we continue supporting our children in their sexual exploration. I think that's really important. Next, I am so unsatisfied with my mono lifestyle, but can't break out of it without destroying everything. So the question I want to follow up with is are you really unsatisfied with the monogamy or your lifestyle? I think it's an important distinction for you to understand. You said you're really unsatisfied with your mono lifestyle, your monogamous lifestyle. So I just wonder, are you, it seems like you don't want to destroy everything. You're in a, you're in a monogamous relationship. So is this relationship um, fulfilling you? Is it giving you, you know, everything, not everything. I don't think we get everything from one person, but, but is it, is it feel really good still, you know, like sometimes we outgrow relationships, but then other times we 
use one aspect of it as like the, the crutch. And so are you blaming this unhappiness around the monogamy or is there really a deeper kind of missing element in this relationship and it's no longer fulfilling you in the ways that you desire? It's really hard to just say that you're over monogamy and the lifestyle that you've created without really diving deeper into why and dissecting every part of it. And it's so exhausting to do that, I understand. But really thinking about all all the things you love about your current relationship, maybe some of the things you don't love. So maybe you're not getting sex enough. Maybe that's why you don't want to be monogamous. But Maybe it's realizing like, okay, what is it that I miss? Do I just want another pussy dick? Do I want to be in this atmosphere and energy? Um, do I just feel like my life is boring? Like really think about what it is that you're craving and what it is that you're missing. Because there's so many ways when we're in relationships, I would just hate for you to let go of this relationship if it's this long-term relationship and, and, you know, you feel like you're going to destroy everything. I just would really encourage you to think of ways that you guys can overlap and really, you know, baby steps is so important, but mentioning this to your partner and letting them know that you're having some of these thoughts or, or letting them, maybe if you feel like the monogamy topic is completely off the table with your partner and just thinking of, other ways that will help you feel more fulfilled and help you feel happier because you don't want to be living an unhappy and unhealthy life. So if you're not feeling like you're getting all of the goods from your family and your friends and your lover, then I, yeah, I do encourage a shift, but I just think that you really need to think if it's actually the monogamy that you're wishing wasn't a part of your life or if it's like a relationship or maybe another aspect of your life, like maybe something else is really bringing you down. And that's why it feels like oh, you just would destroy everything. And this is the monogamy lifestyle is just, <laughs> you're sick of it kind of thing. So I, I would just encourage you to think about that. And thank you so much for sharing truly. So next, the only thing that makes me come anymore is imagining my wife sleeping with other men, not just one night stands either, real passionate sex. So that sounds like you have acquired a cuckolding fetish, <laughs> which is very common. Um, yeah, very common. Basically, it sounds like you're really, now the only way you can orgasm is thinking about your wife with somebody else. Well, that is cuckolding and that is a very common fetish. I was just talking to a friend the other day that was like, oh yeah, I have, I have friends that are married that do that. Like it took her a while to come on board, but he, you know, he had to let her know this was something that he was into and, and it's really grown and it's, it's become their thing and they love it. <laughs> so I think, you know, this is now a kink of yours, so you should explore it. <laughs> So I would definitely encourage you to, again, baby steps, you know, a really easy way to bring this up. I, I talk a lot in previous episodes or I mentioned it in the past saying like, oh, I had this dream where blah, 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 you know, because daydreaming and night dreaming are very one in the same. And so even if you're fantasizing in your head, like that's kind of like a daydream, right? So let her know, 
hey, honey, um, I just had the sexiest dream or last night I had this crazy dream that you were having sex with this other guy and I was so turned on by it. You know, whatever it is, give some details that you think she would like or that maybe are a soft approach to it that you think she would be like, hmm, interesting. Let her sit with it, you know? Then maybe a few days later or a week later say, oh man, I can't stop thinking about that. I've really been thinking about it a lot and I've been doing some research and I found this or, you know, I heard this podcast about this or, you know, there's so many information. There's so much information out there about fetishes and kinks. And so I think that could also be a really easy way to welcome it into the conversation is like educating or like, Hey, do you want to read this, this blog about it? Or, you know, whatever it is, or send her, you know, I don't know, a picture or something to arouse her and talk about it. And and that just will start you guys to talking about it. And that's really the goal is to start having this conversation and, you know, remind yourself that you have to be gentle with these conversations. A lot of us hold a lot of shame and judgment around sex and, and jealousy and so, and, and fear really. And so there's so many heavy emotions around these topics that we're discussing. And so it can be really easy for someone to retreat and get scared and pull back. And so just remind yourself of that when you are bringing these things up to just be gentle and listen and, um, you know, just be soft with your delivery. I think that's really important. And thank you again for sharing. <laughs> Next, I need to make out with you again. <laughs> that's fun. Um, I don't know who this is. I think it's one of two people I've only made it, and it's not my partner. So that's why it's one of two people in the last couple of months. So that's, uh, yeah, please message me, ask me out, ask us out. I, I, I think I'm, I'm sure I would love to kiss you again too. <laughs> Thanks for your confession. I don't wash my butt crack. Oh my God. Wash that shit. That is an hilarious confession. Um, yeah, you need to wash that shit. Please get up in there with some soap. I don't know why you don't wash it, but please do that. That is, will be better for your, for your lover too. <laughs> you don't want a smelly butt crack. <laughs> oh, so funny. Wash that shit. You know, I was actually working the other night in the communal bathrooms at work and someone walked out without washing their hands. And I was like, God damn, like, and I was just sick last week. Like so many people I know are sick. Like it's just that time of year, there's a lot going around. And so I couldn't believe that this man also decided not to wash his hands. Ew. Yes. Wash your hands and wash that butt crack, please. <laughs> okay. What's the next confession? Taylor Swift's music is mid there. I said it. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Um, so I mean, I'm not a Swifty, but my bestie is a Swifty. She's actually the one that got me these new dope mics. So shout out to you. Love you. But, uh, yeah, Taylor Swift. Uh, I mean, that's a good confession. You, you got it off your chest. <laughs> you think she's mid. I love it. These are cracking me up. Okay. Next. Hi, I'm a 54 year old male. Love your free and open attitude towards kinky sex. I have an incest fetish. It started by reading penthouse letters as a boy. I fooled around with an older male cousin at 12, oral and jerking off. I kissed a female cousin as a teen. My ex-wife was into women and other men. Again, we have a complex one. 
this is, it is complex. I think, you know, I've talked about this topic a lot, this incest fetish topic. And I think the thing that I want to make apparent in responding to this today is the power play dynamic of it. I think that's a, a huge key element of why we find this to be so, so sexy and so taboo and, and to be such a turn on is the power play dynamic. Like, what is it about the stepmom or the stepdad or the cousin or the older cousin or whoever it is that makes us feel like turned on and like <laughs> just carnal and desire, you know? And so I think that is the biggest emphasis I want to put on today is, you know, I've talked about safe ways to explore this kink, like DDLG, daddy, dom, little girl, and any variation of that, or, you know, thinking about why certain, um, family members turn you on and, and doing it in a safe way with a lover or partner. Now, I, I also think, you know, recognize that, you know, you, you say that you fooled around with an older male cousin at 12, 12 is really young. You're 54 years old now. That's, that is really young. <laughs> For your generation, I feel like to be exploring sexually. Um, I hope that you both had a consensual experience and that it was consensual and that even kissing your female cousin as a teenager was also consensual. I really hope it was. But I do think that, you know, having that older male cousin experience at first makes me feel like mm, there's a chance that maybe you felt pressured. Maybe you felt like, you know, you trusted him. You you looked up to him. And then when he came on to you, that was, that was something that you just kind of got maybe pressured into. I could be completely wrong. It does seem like you're bringing up this, this sexuality topic, which I'll get to in a little bit, but I do think that sit with these, sit with these feelings. If, if it doesn't resonate, if, if I'm completely way off again, like I could be wrong, but I think with a lot of these confessions, like there's shame around it, right? And so by understanding where that shame is coming from and saying, hey, like maybe, maybe the shame is actually around trauma. Maybe you felt abused or assaulted. I have so many people really close to me that have been abused by family members, that have been assaulted by family members, that have been raped by family members. And so for me to, think about you as this young boy age 12 and this young teenager, even though you're fooling around with other cousins, I think that I just, I just hope that it was consensual and that it was a safe space to explore that. Um, so I would just encourage you to, again, like feel that and see how it makes you feel. And welcome the sensations that come up on your body and really think about it. Um, you know, I also want to talk about sexuality, you know, sexuality is this crazy topic that's, (laughs) I didn't realize (laughs) was so intense to talk about for a lot of people. Um, and you talk about, you know, you're kissing a female cousin and having this oral experience with a male cousin. And then you end your confession with my ex-wife was into women and other men. So I feel like there's this sexuality topic that we're talking about. And so I think I really want you to, I just really want us to be more encouraging and celebrating the people, celebrating fluidity and bisexuality in queer folk. And so that is another 
point that I want to make is that we should be celebrating and we should be just making people feel good for liking penises and vulvas. I just think that's amazing. And so I really appreciate you being vulnerable with me. I really appreciate you reaching out about this. And, you know, I had another comment too about, hi, I recently found your YouTube channel and saw a video where you said you'd be interested in talking to someone with an incest kink. You seem so open-minded in your videos. And if you truly would love a dissection of someone with that kink and experience, I would be very happy to provide my input. So again, we have this incest kink and, and I, listen, these are anonymous, so I have no way of seeing who sent me this. So please reach out to me directly. And I'd love to communicate with you more about this topic and, and yeah, see why you're into it. Because that's the biggest thing is understanding why you're into these kinks or, or what turns you on the most about them will help you understand yourself more and how to overlap it with like a lover or in a consensual setting or, um, yeah, and have fun with it. Because the truth is, it is a really taboo thing and it's an easy taboo to act out. Like I talked about with Ken Fields last week, it's, it's taboo. It, it's something that we're told not to do. And so that's what makes it feel good. But it's also, there's this level of um, dr- drama and it's just seen so much in pop culture nowadays and movies and, and film and TV shows where siblings or cousins or whatever it is, some sort of family members, they're fucking each other (laughs) and it's hot. You're like, damn, okay. Like I could get on board with this. (laughs) Um, But it's like also the storyline and the plot. And then it's also possessed, which is this term that I just learned recently where it's like, okay, it's, it's fake. It's not real because the actors aren't actually related or like why we're so attracted to, you know, these these, this category of porn, we know they're not actually related. (laughs) So it's like, okay, it feels taboo. It's this easy taboo to act out, but it's also like, we know that they're not actually related. So I just think that that is also a reason why maybe so many of us are like getting turned on by it or thinking about it is because it's so being pushed onto us and all of these outlets and, and film and pop culture and porn. And so it's like, okay, yeah, why not think about it? Why not fantasize it about it? But I just really think that it's so important to just be consensual and intentional. And so if you are experiencing or interested in experiencing a family member like that, I just, I don't understand it. I've never been turned on by a family member. (laughs) So it's hard for me to imagine. I know I've said that a lot, but I really am um, I, I, I welcome all kinks that are healthy for you and that feel good for you and everyone involved. And so just make sure that you feel good about it. And, and I encourage you to think back on these, these child's experiences and make sure that you felt really good about them. Maybe even have that conversation with that family member and say like, Hey, do you remember this? Like, how did that make you feel? Like how, have you thought about this later in life? Like, have you talked about it in therapy sessions? Like, is this something that you ever think about, you know, and bring up the topic of sexuality too, because I think it's important for you to recognize that you are perhaps bisexual or you are, you know, fluid to some degree. And so thank you so much for this confession. I appreciate it. And And again, um, yeah, to the person that wants to talk to me more about it. Yeah, I would love to talk to you. So please message me directly. 
all of that information is on my website or on my socials. It's like, you can email me or just message me. It doesn't matter. I will respond. <laughs> um, okay. So let's move on. Where were we? Da, da, da. Straight hetero guy who loves being pegged. How do I get more girls into it? So contrary to popular belief, women are very sexual beings. We like sex. <laughs> we like butts. We do. And so I, just communicate that. Say it out loud. Let her know. That's the first step. And I, I really do think that you have to be less fearful about how she will react and more about letting people know how what you enjoy. Because if we don't tell people what we desire and what we're into, then we're never going to be fulfilled to in the way that we want to be. So it's just really, just say it, just come out and tell her. And we all love trying new stuff. And so, you know, that's also this next one is, um, gay porn is way better than straight porn. There's no faking a reaction to getting fucked in the ass. So (laughs) women like butt sex. Again, we like butt stuff. Please (laughs) stop saying we don't. (laughs) We do. You just have to use lube. You just have to go slow. You just have to talk to your partner about it and make sure, again, you're not coercing her and pressuring her into doing something she doesn't want to do. Not all of us like everything, but you know, the majority of us do enjoy pleasure and exploration and taboo and trying new things. And so, I mean, yes, I like gay porn. I do. I really don't watch porn, but I like, I I used to, and I like gay porn. Um, but you saying there's no faking a reaction to getting fucked in the ass. I just completely disagree with you. I think even for porn shoots, um, you know, you have these consent checks and you have these desires and these kinks and these things that you want to explore. And a a lot of times the pleasure is really real. Like it's not fake. It's actually real. And so I really think that I just disagree with this. Like girls aren't faking these orgasms. (laughs) Um, that is a huge erogenous zone down there. And so it's really sensational and feels really good. (laughs) And so I love that you like gay porn more than straight porn, but I do think that straight porn, anal pleasure porn, um, is the girls aren't always faking it. So that's what I have to say about that. (laughs) We do like butt stuff. We do. Stop saying we don't. (laughs) Okay. I'm a guy, but I use the girl's bathroom every day. Fuck. Yeah, you do. You know what? I fully support. I don't know if you are trans. I don't know if you just identify as a girl. Um, I hope you're not just creeping in the girl's bathroom and being weird. Um, I have no context to this whatsoever, but fuck yes, you do you. I am a firm believer that you get, you just, you do you, you do what feels good to you. And that's, that's all you can do. So I fully support that. Next, I have a forced by fantasy where a group of girls watch me get absolutely drilled by two enormous cocks until I'm covered in cum. Oh, well, I'm wet. <laughs> Just kidding. But I'm turned on. Fuck, I love bisexual shit. Let's read it again. I have a forced buy fantasy where a group of girls, so they're forcing you and watching you get absolutely drilled by two enormous cocks until you're covered in their cum. Yeah, I'm, I'm turned on by that image. Thank you for that. Thanks for that. Um, confession, I fully support it. <laughs> I really do. That's hot. Okay, next. I'd love to eat your ass. A girl you know. These are 
fun when they're people I know I'm into this. And thank you for supporting my confessions. Um, yay. Please tell me you want to eat my ass next time I see you or message me. I want to know who you are, beautiful woman. Tell me and lick it. Next. I am self-locked in a chastity cage for the first time I'm trying to do Locktober. So far, so locked. <laughs> this makes me laugh and smile so much. I, I love, you know, I've never explored chastity cages, but I love the idea of you. First of all, joking about it. This is just makes me turned on. Um, but, and obviously this is like a couple months old. You can tell some of these are older ones. First time I'm doing this confession <laughs> episode. Um, so yeah, I, I love that for you. I want to know if you did the whole October, like that is so intense. I've heard of these, you know, months where you, you know, give up something or, or don't come for the whole month and, and, or don't masturbate or whatever it is, or say goodbye to porn. And I, and I think those are healthy. I think it's good to practice control in some ways and have cleanses. I think that's really healthy. Um, I can't imagine being locked in a chastity cage for an entire month, but that edging and that, that reward at the end must be so, must've been so thrilling and fun. I wonder if it was a mistress or someone that was telling you to do that, or if you were just giving that power, playing with that power dynamic with yourself, which is super hot as well. Like these are just fun things that you can do with yourself or with partners that can really build and that can really lead to a really powerful experience. And so thank you so much for sharing. And I would love to know how it went. And yeah, please, please follow up with me. Next, I shit my pants at school. Well, listen, I appreciate your confession. We've all shit our pants. I'm sure we've all done it at least once in our life, whether we were kids or super fucked up in college or you know, I know the, the time I did it like not long ago was when I was severely ill. <laughs> and I remember, I mean, it was several years ago now, but I was just like so sick. And yeah, you can't ever trust farts when that happens because you will shit your pants. So yeah, I remember being fucking devastating. It happens. I appreciate the confession. It sucks that it happened at school, but that's when you just call your mama and say, mama, I need new pants. She will come right there or your brother or whoever it is. I don't know who your dad, um, your neighbor. Yeah. Or I'm sure I'm, I'm hoping it was handled <laughs> in, uh, in a supportive way because we've all been there. <laughs> Thanks for sharing next. Please don't take this the wrong way, but I regularly jack off to your content. LOL. I think you're so sexy and you have such a cute booty that I can't resist. <laughs> Thank you. I, again, I talk about this last week with Ken Fields too, you know, people having, enjoying pleasure while watching me and I, I don't mind it. So thank you. I, I don't take it the wrong way. I think, you know, my mission is of course to educate and heal and inspire but also to, you know, allow this vulnerable space for you to find yourself, to find your erotic authenticity. And that means touching yourself. That means exploring your body. And so if I'm bringing out certain new ways to do that, or, you know, if I'm just welcoming that and giving you the space to do that, then I just, I am over the moon. I'm so happy. <laughs> so that doesn't bother me at all. So thanks for confessing. Okay. 
I'm a boy, 25, straight and virgin. I like to swallow my own cum and juice, but feel shame in it, maybe due to culture or religious boundaries. Don't know how to overcome this shame. I've also started to get sexually interested with boys, so I'm a bit worried. I don't know what to do, how to overcome this shame. Yeah. Thank you for confessing this and letting me know and, and reaching out. Um, shame is so tough. Ugh, sexuality too. You know, I talked about sexuality earlier and you know, this is, you know, religious and cultural boundaries and that really can create so much shame within us. And sexuality is still such this difficult concept for so many of us to understand, but I am so turned on by cum, my own cum too. It's the fact that you swallow your own cum. I fully support you. I love when my partner or lovers go down on me and then come up to kiss my, and then come up and, and my wetness is still on their lips. Like, I love that. I think that is just like a really, um, just kind of like a raw and I don't know. It's just, it feels really sexy and naughty and I love all the juicy goodness. And so the fact that you like to swallow your own cum and your own juices, like I do think everyone again has tried that. (laughs) Um, I think this is also very telling for your sexuality. Like clearly you're, you're interested and you enjoy tasting cum probably because you want to taste someone else's cum from a penis, you know? And so that really turns you on. And I think that's why I love it so much too, is because it's like, I love the fluidity of human beings. So if you are tasting me and licking me and sucking the juices out of me, and then you come up and give that to me back in my mouth, like that just like whole circle of life. I don't know. (laughs) That just makes me feel really turned on. And I love that. And so I thank you so much for sharing. I think the shame that you're feeling around the sexuality and the shame that you're feeling now and the weirdness and worrisome feelings that you're having around wanting to explore boys or men is completely natural. I'll link my shame experience video um, below, but the best way to deal with shame that I encourage people to do is to really allow it to fill your body. You know, so many of us brush these negative sensations under the rug. We just, it sounds like you're just starting to come into these feelings and and welcoming them, but you're still feeling so much shame. So you're still pushing them down. You're still hiding them and you're not opening up about them. And so that's creating these blockages um, along your, like along your body and in certain chakras. And it's making you feel tight in certain areas and, and heavy and, and it, it produces these actual sensations on our body. And so once a day, and if you can't do every day, don't, I've been really struggling with my meditation routine lately. It is just totally out of whack, but try this just for like, just today and breathe deeply, breathe and really think about the shame itself and think about like your sexuality and, and allow your body to feel it and welcome it instead of letting it go, just welcome it, absorb it, cry through it, scream through it. It's painful. Some of these sensations can be really excruciating. And so I just really want you to feel it. And that's the first step because once we feel it just for a couple minutes, we welcome it. 
then that energy, just welcoming it into our presence is really healing for us to then just let it go for the rest of the day and move through with like less shame throughout that day. And really finding like-minded individuals is the next step. Finding that community. You know, I'm so grateful that you came to me. Please continue following me and my journey and the future guests I'm going to be having a lot more queer people coming on soon. And, and I just, I'm always trying to include, you know, all different walks of life. And so, and I'm, I'm a queer human being too. So come to me, please. (laughs) Um, but finding, I don't know where you live, but you're, you're young, 25, like there's clubs, there's bars, there's events, there's festivals, there's just other safe avenues where you can find other queer people. And that I think will really help you get rid of that shame as well. So that's what I encourage you to do first. And, and please reach out to me if you need further guidance. I'm also available for coaching as well. Next. Um, oh, you know what? I think I'm actually going to stop there. Where am I at? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to stop there. I just have a couple more, but they're like longer ones. And, um, Oh, you know what? Let me finish with this fun story that someone said. Here's a fun story. One time, a girl nearly broke my nose in bed when she was on top and kneed me in the face as she was trying to turn around. My nose was bleeding and I thought for sure it was broken. Thankfully, it wasn't. And since I'm a dog, I still got my nut, even if I could hardly breathe. <laughs> that's that's funny. Didn't make me laugh at some of the other comments earlier, but <laughs> it is funny. Um so she was on top and kneed me in the face and she was trying to turn around. <laughs> Sorry, I had to read it again to see. Okay, so that, yeah, that's funny. I mean, that's all, we've all had those fucking horror stories of something terrible getting stuck up in the butt or breaking a dick or, you know, whatever it is. I, I my horror story was, yeah, losing a butt plug in a friend's butt and um, it was very quick. So we fingered it out right away. <laughs> but, um, And one time I had an old condom inside me as well. I had been going to parties often and I was having sex with a guy at a party and he like pulled out this condom and it was like, it had been in there for days, like disgusting. (laughs) That was so humiliating. I was like, oh my God, it like smelled like, like, oh, disgusting. But anyways, we all have those horror stories. There, I'll leave you on that note, not to gross you out. I'm trying to please you. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, thanks for all your stories and all your confessions. And I, I love it. I love you guys. And I appreciate your support. And I appreciate you being here with me and my futuristic wig today. And I'll see you guys in the new year. Much love, my sweets. Talk soon. Bye.